Welcome to the Label Lion Show, and we are yet to give ourselves a term that describes what this podcast really is in 2023. So please, guys, comment underneath and let me know what should we call our show? What's our tagline? I need your help with this. Welcome to the Label Lion Show. I am Label Lion, your host, and today we have another jam-packed conversation for you. I won't just be speaking alone and teaching you marketing concepts this time. I've got a beautiful guest who I've personally been following on TikTok and Instagram for a while now, and I just love her. I remember seeing her profile and saying, we need to get her on this podcast. I said to Jacob, we need to get her on this podcast. And I kept bugging him until he made it happen. So thank you to the team and Jacob for making it happen. And thank you to her for being here. And you guys are going to find out who that is just now. But before we go into this awesome conversation, we need to do the right things. Pay the bills, amplify this podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, comment, do the right things that make the pots to happen or whatever people say. And let's grow this community. Let's get this message out there because we are sharing very valuable information Information that allows us to get to the next level of ourselves and to have the audacity. Did you see what I just did there? To have the audacity <laughs> to live our best lives. So, without further ado, and I'll talk about this a bit later, let me introduce our beautiful guest to you. And you guys know on this podcast, we do not tell you who the guest is. We don't, we don't give you their bio. We let them introduce themselves. So, let's get into it. I hope I said that properly. Kinisile. 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 guys, forgive me. Oh, Q. Okay. But I wanted to say your, your name properly. Thank you for What's that. Like Thank you. Because it's important. <laughs> but Q, welcome to the Devil Lion Show. Thank you for the invite. Please introduce yourself for the people who do not know who you are. Okay. Am I speaking to that camera? Anyway, you can to you? speak to this one. You can speak to that one. You can speak right. to me. So I am Kenisi Lezamini, better known as Q or Lady Q on the socials. I am an entrepreneur. I do Airbnb hosting. I also have been teaching people how to do Airbnb without owning property and um, just also any other you know um, business advice or just business um, encouragement uh, I just really try and, and enforce young or, or in, encourage young people to start their own businesses whether it's an Airbnb or any other um, business um, field mm. um, that's just what my profile is all about I love it you call yourself the mother of the hosts mother of the hosts please tell people <laughs> why you call yourself the mother of the hosts. I've been teaching people for over over a year now mm. how to start up their Airbnb businesses without owning property. Um, I've been running classes every week since I started and really mentoring uh, young people like myself to get into the Airbnb space without actually having to purchase any property. And I've taken those, I've taken them in as my children. Mm-hmm. I mentor them, I train them, make sure that they get to the point where they also, like myself, have multiple Airbnbs without owning a single property. And how did you get into this? Because this is such an arbitrary concept. Like, how does a person make money out of a property that they don't even own? I think that's one of the reasons why I started following you. Because yes. I was like, ah, what? <laughs> WTF, how does that even happen? And how did you get into it? I was broke, Libba. <laughs> I, was, I was broke. I needed money. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had 
a decent place. I was living in Randburg. Um, got very lucky. Got a place that had those floor-to-ceiling windows. Mm. And I had just started furnishing it, you know, just what I could afford. And I think because of my interior design background, it started looking really nice. And I had a friend over. And he commented something along the lines of, wow, this place is really nice. It looks like a hotel or something like that. And that's where the idea started. I was like, mm. what if I just put it on Airbnb? Because I always knew Airbnb was a thing. I just never thought of um, starting it. Went downstairs to building management that same day, asked for permission, put it on. Two days later, got my first bookings. The rest has been history. But what made you think to put on Airbnb? Why not just go, oh, I'm so good at this. Let me become an interior designer. I don't know. I just think that that's the idea that that fell on my lap at the time and I ran with it. I'm always going to take whatever is in front of me, give it a shot and and run with that. I studied interior design, but I'm not quite doing interior design now. Mm -hmm. And that's because I feel like a lot of times in life, people are being held back by wanting to do the thing that they set out to do. Whereas when God has a different plan, they don't want to give that thing a try. And I gave it a try and it worked. You gave it a try and it worked. It worked. The one thing that I really love about your social media profiles is that you show yourself, or at least what seems like you to us. You I know, do. It's really authentic. Thank you. And it's unfiltered. But you also make it look really pretty. <laughs> and that's, that's a hard thing to do. It's really hard to make who you are look great, but still be relatable, right? And in doing that, you've also, I guess it's, it's created an environment where people have said some really harsh things to you, Absolutely. right? And one of the weirdest things I've heard people say is, <laughs> and I remember commenting on this on your Instagram, that a sugar daddy probably bought you oh, your wow. place because you yes. have this beautiful place and yes. waterfall. Tell us about limiting beliefs and how that holds us back from doing what we're meant to do i think in this in this day and age especially here in south africa where the reality is harsh um life is unfair to a lot of people in south africa it's quite hard it's quite easy for people to have very limiting beliefs i just came across a profile of someone on tiktok and um, she sounded so defeated she was like entrepreneurship is not the way to go, the reality for most South Africans is that it's not going to work out. And that's quite sad. It really broke my heart seeing that because I've always been a person who is very aware of my surrounding, very aware of my situation, but also very aware of my capability to change that. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people have that sort of uh, thought pattern, that mindset that it's in your control, actually. Right? I, I'm very much of the opinion that life is... 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react. Mm. And I chose to react this way and it's brought me here today. And I'm just always just trying to post encouraging content to, or, you know, remind other people, remind young people that, you know, dude, it's possible. You're 26. I'm 26. You're 26. You don't have a sugar daddy, right? No, you don't have a sugar daddy, <laughs> right? And I think another thing I see people comment on your posts is, your parents, you probably come from a very rich background. Yeah. Let's talk about your background so we can put, set the record straight. Because mm. people don't actually understand how incredible you are and the feats you've had to overcome to get to where you are. So I lost both my parents when I was newborn. I grew up in an orphanage. Um, and like I said earlier, um, I've always been very aware of my surrounding, my, mm. my background, my situation. Um, but that didn't make me stop or let me stop myself from dreaming mm. and being serious about making that dream come true. So I've always just been a very driven person, very um, isolated because I like to keep out the distractions. 
focus on what it is that I want to achieve. And um, yeah, I'm able to, I was able to get here and I'm very grateful for that. But it took a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work and just um, self-awareness that you don't have the, the, the opportunity to, to slack. You can't make mistakes. You're, you are your own backup, backup plan. So you really need to focus. And um, yeah, I mean, it happened. What does growing up without parents do to you as a person? It makes you very, or it puts you, okay, two, two things happen. Mm. Firstly, it makes you very uh, independent. Hyper-independence is one of them, which can be a good thing. In my case, it, it did translate um, into something positive. Mm. And then the negative side of it is that it makes you very closed off, okay. very cold and isolated, um, hard to let people in, which I think I'm trying to deal with that now. I think because, excuse me, um, having achieved my level of success, I'm able to now focus on personal things instead of always grinding and hustling and trying to survive. Mm. Now the personal side of being an orphan is coming out now where I'm like, okay, friends, love, mm. family, what is that? Yes. So yeah, I'm at that point now. It's not so great. <laughs> I know what you mean. And guess what? I'm 32 and I'm still at that point. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Because it's just about your personality and how you see the world, right? Yeah. And not all of us have that just naturally coming out of exactly. us. We can be friends with people yeah. and just yeah. be around mm. people mm. all the time. <sighs> you know, whenever I watch your, com- your content... And I, I relate to you quite a lot. And that's also why I love watching your content because I Thank can relate you. to you quite a lot. And the one thing that I always ask myself, I'm like, okay, people say, this is something I ask myself all the time. People say your network, your network is your net worth, mm-hmm. right? But you are an orphan. You didn't grow up in privilege, right? So how did you create opportunities for yourself without having the network or did you develop a network how did it happen for you i'm an opportunist (laughs) okay (laughs) i see value in people everywhere i go Mm. so i'll give you a silly example right um yes i'm an orphan i didn't have much um backing and i didn't have like a crazy no i mean i didn't have access to people with a whole lot of money um but the people that i did have around me i was able to take the help that I could get from everyone. So whether it's just something as small as, um, I don't have a parent to sign this document, could you maybe sign this document for me? Or um, I'm trying to get into this college, would you write my recommendation? Do you know money? That sort of thing. I Mm -hmm. see the value in every single person that I meet, even as uh, as far as um, my very first Airbnb that I got um, co-hosting was someone that I went on a Tinder date with. Oh, wow. Right? What do you do? Oh, I'm in property. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's get into business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has something that you can offer. And I think that as much as I can say I didn't have parents, I had a lot of parents. Mm. And each of them kind of gave me what my two parents would have given me, just in little bits and pieces everywhere that I went. So I think, yes, your network is your net worth. Um, you just have to see it doesn't have to be money it could be experience it could be knowledge it could just be signing that document for you, you know mm, what I, mean? I love that those are gems without giving away your tools of the trade right <coughs> mm-hmm. just conceptually what does it take to become an airbnb host and how does the whole process work so in the class, I teach two different ways of doing it. Um, there's one for those who have capital, about 100,000 rand lying around, whereas there's one for, for anyone to start because it doesn't cost you a cent, mm. right? So pretty much just if you're doing the one that requires capital, you're renting out the property, 
you furnish it, put it on Airbnb with permission from body corporate, all of those sort of stuff. And then where is the other option that's free for everyone, which is great for students, people who are unemployed, um, co-hosting, where you take on someone else's property, manage it for them. So you're kind of like a property agent or like a property manager for them um, for Airbnb purposes. Okay, that makes sense. Another thing that I see with your content online quite often is you telling people about how they have to pay for the masterclasses. <laughs> Because they're always coming at you for not offering these things for free. No Tell ways. us about this <laughs> offering things for free versus charging your worth. I mean, you have to. You have to. As much as we'd love to help everyone, um, we firstly, people are not going to value something that is free. Mm. They, they don't. And then secondly, it's, it's part of the business as well. I am helping you, but it does cost. Um, cost me time, cost me effort. We have a whole team behind the whole program. Even the, the mentorship that takes place after the class, it's forever. Mm. So obviously we have to pay staff and all of that sort of thing. But yeah, it's just how it is. It's business. It's business. It's People business. must pay for Purely valuable things. They must. And it's very valuable. Though. Yes. It's wow. very valuable. I always get good reviews, good responses from the people who join the classes. First of all, they always say it's information overload. Mm. Like they didn't expect it to be a three-hour class. But it is, and it's good information. So um, I do feel like we're undercharging, but I don't want to change the price because I still, as much as we need to charge, I still want everyone to be able to afford to come and give it a shot. Mm. I feel that you've really built quite a strong personal brand around the Airbnb space and the property and design space. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about building a personal brand as a professional at a young age. Lebo, I don't know much about that, actually. You're doing it. <laughs> You're do very if well, I'm by the way. So completely honest with you. Every time someone says you build a brand, I'm like, what yeah. brand? <laughs> I think I'm just being myself, mm. doing what I love, and um, putting a name on it. Yes. And then... It happened to, to fall and, and, and uh, resonate as a brand. I am proud of it. I really am. Mm. Um, there's so many things that I would want to learn from. That's why I followed your page as well. Okay. You were speaking about it so much. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that I'm still trying to learn and really, really make that brand look like a brand in my head as well. Because mm. I think that it's maybe easy from someone who's standing on the outside to look at something and say, okay, that's the brand. I can see it. Whereas in my head, I'm just being myself, which I think is good. Um, but I just want to fine-tune it still and really make it like a brand brand. When you say just being yourself, I want to challenge you and say I don't believe that. You don't? Because I feel that <laughs> to be successful, you need strategy, right? And you seem like somebody who plans and who has strategies to do whatever she has to do. I promise you I do not. You do not plan? I am being myself. Completely. Completely. There's Just nothing. going with the wind. If I feel like it, I'll feel like it. If I don't, I don't. Um, but I think maybe myself is very focused. Mm. And maybe that's what's, what's um, translating. I get you. Mm. That's so interesting. I really <laughs> thought that you had like a full-on strategy There's and no a plan. plan. I remember when, when I got that backlash, when I posted that terrible... Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put up an apology video. Um, there were a couple of comments, uh, something along the lines of, oh, your PR team is so good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what team? That was just me apologizing. So you're a natural marketer, natural publicist. I guess. I must join your masterclass and really fine-tune it. You must, I must create a masterclass. You must. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have one and I should have one. <laughs> so how did you become such a good content creator? Because your content really does sell what you do really well. I think 
I'm not such a great content creator, but I'm a great storyteller. Okay. Um, I've noticed that the videos of mine that do the best is where I really speak and tell the full story of whatever it is that I'm trying to get across. Um, and I think it's because I have a story to tell, man. But yeah. how do you become story. vulnerable? How do you just trust that these people <laughs> who you don't know are going I'm to going be to, you know? a safe space for you to tell your story? I don't. And you don't mind that? I don't mind. Why don't you mind? You can't. Not everyone is going to like you, mm. and not everyone's supposed to like you. You don't even like everyone, mm. right? But the people who do like you, the people who are for you, will see it and they'll come to you. That's wow. all it is. That's all you've been doing. Mm. Okay, fine. Let me challenge you. Challenge me, level on social media, <laughs> guys. This is a real thing, and you must go to her social media pages. Please share your handles. Um, Instagram, I'm Q underscore Kamisile. Okay, and then on TikTok, I'm Lady Q. So. The one time I was on Twitter and I was on Instagram and I see that you were posting a CV of oh. some sort. <laughs> um, putting herself out there and saying that she's looking for a partner. Guys, it's like it's there on social media. She was there saying, I'm looking for a partner. In fact, let me pull it up so I can read this thing because, wow, it was there. So she goes, can you see that? Oh, okay, so the, the crew wants to comment as well, but this is what she says. She goes, Tunisile Lamini, looking for a life partner. Hmm. And she says, my name is Tunisile, but you can call me Q. I'm a 26-year-old uh, based in Johannesburg. My passions are entrepreneurship and personal development. My profession, I'm the founder of Future Hosts Company, which not only teaches people about how they can make money as Airbnb hosts without owning property, but also provides funding opportunities for those who can't furnish an entire Airbnb themselves. Then she speaks more about what she does, etc. Then she says, I'm always up really early. I prefer coffee over tea. I don't mind having dinner for breakfast. And I'm the type to have cereal for dinner. I have no hair under my wigs, lol. And although I'm very comfortable to my own skin, I definitely enjoy wearing makeup from time to time. And then she says, what I'm looking for, my dating preferences. White male, age 30 to 35, six foot or plus, average to large in size. Someone who can inspire me to achieve more. I'm looking for someone who's ambitious and business-minded. Someone who takes initiative. I mean, she goes on. Pros and cons about Kika. It's a whole thing. My dating history. Your dating too. history. <laughs> like, we, we'll post it on this thing. What made you do this? I get level. I promise you. It's just being myself. I was walking back uh, from the from the mall with, with my friend. Yeah. And we were just talking about dating. And I'm like, yo, dude, I'm so tired of being single. This Tinder thing is not working. Mm. And then... I was just like, you know, let me just write a CV, put it out and see what happens. I did not expect that response. I'm not even lying. Yeah. Um, but I find it so funny how um, other people on Twitter were like, oh, she's probably doing another publicity stunt and whatnot. But guys, I'm literally just being myself. I'm, I'm quirky. I'm random. And vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. And also, I, I don't really care about what people say about me because I know that they're saying things about everyone. Mm. So I'm not going to stop myself doing silly things like this that make me happy just because, you know, other people might not resonate with that. I think there's a there's a part in there that says, if you find this weird, you're not the target market. Oh, wow. I'm sure there is. <laughs> it's in there. So there's a lot. About the man. Yeah, yeah. Just under there. Right? I think people are so scared to be themselves, Lebo, because of what social media has been to other people who have tried to put themselves out there. Mm. Um, you know, you might not be conventionally 
pretty, you might have uh, some opinions that are not uh, everyone else's opinions. And people are so scared to put that out there because of the backlash that they receive. Mm. We are different as people. We have different opinions. We have different goals. We have different ambitions. It's okay to be yourself. Put yourself out there. And the people who do resonate with you, they will find you. Hopefully a man will still find me. So no one came to you. Did you get I any? I had plenty, plenty applications. Okay. I put them all through a process, an interview process. <laughs> yes. Didn't go very well. <laughs> so you never, did you go on a date? No, not, not from there. I'm still single. You're still single? Yeah, I'm just very particular. Like I'm looking for something Very specific. specific. And I haven't found that yet. Some people came close. Yeah. And then it was ruined by something silly. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jacob, your question. It's not a question. <clears throat> It's not, it's not a question. Okay. I was availing myself. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, and I mean, if, 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 I mean, yeah, as I'm saying, I can avail myself. Surely I have. Oh, wow. Are people looking vouch for me, for what? my character, though? Okay. She can, she can CV, vouch for Jacob. me. Send me your CV. Wow. I mean, I, I have your email address. Yes. I will email you. Okay. I will wow. call you. You know? Are we going to have a, a wedding on the level line show? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the level line, the audacity. The audacity. Yeah. That would be so funny. Okay, Jacob. Well, guys, I mean, you're hearing it for yourself. <laughs> this is not scripted. I mean, oh, okay, wow. Jacob. Does anyone else have a question? No? Oh, you're good. Okay. So dating in 2023 as a young person, tell us about that experience. It's tough. Yeah. It's very tough. I'm, um, you know how you were saying you, you view me as someone who's very calculated, planned things. Mm. I think maybe that does have an element of truth in it, in the sense that I'm very particular about who I let into my life and um, in, in terms of friendships and then definitely in terms of dating. Yeah. Um, I've been single for three years now. Mm-hmm. Not because there aren't options. There are. It's just that if I'm going to be with someone, I want it to be someone special. And when I say special, I mean special. I, I wrote there on the, on the CV that I wanted someone who inspires me. Yes. The way that I inspire a lot of people. Um, okay. A man like come that, through with I'm it. I'm so serious. I like, love it. A man like that is hard to come by. Yes. Like, I need to look at him and be like, wow. I can be doing more. I need to be doing more. Like that sort of thing. Haven't found him yet. So yeah, it's, it's hard to date in, in this day and age because it's hard to find that. I get you. You have been traveling through your Airbnb business. I have. Tell us about what the experience of travel does for you as a young business owner. It shrinks you. It shrinks you. Mm. Okay. You know what? When, you, when you're in this joint spec and you're doing big things and you're known mm-hmm. and then you step out and you go to London, you feel this small. Yes. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. The shrinkage is not a bad thing because yeah. you realize that, okay, you know what? There's better things that I could be doing. There's bigger things that I could be doing. People are doing amazing things out in the world and to have, to, to have a chance to see them is, is a real uh, blessing. Mm-hmm. You take what you can from that and rep- try and replicate it here. Um, it's about expanding yourself. So you shrink first to expand. I love that. Mm. Do you think that some young people would take that and feel the opposite? So take it as a negative thing Absolutely. and then completely just shut down and shut not... Shut down. Yeah, I think a lot of people are very uh, tough on themselves mm. when you get either negative criticism or, or you, you 
thought you were all that and then you see people who are all that and then yeah you want to shut down which yeah you shouldn't absolutely should not do that i know it's hard to because some people take things really personally yeah. but yeah it's just about knowing that everyone is growing yes always yeah i speak about your social media platforms often you stalking me um, I maybe I am because <laughs> listen I I think you're doing such wonderful things Thank on it. You. Let's talk about social media as a business tool. Mm. Tell our audience <gasps> how what 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 it's done for you, how it works. I always get so stressed out when I meet someone who's an entrepreneur and they they like, "Oh no, I'm not really a social media person." Like, what do you mean? Even even if they have a business account running, there's something that I've learned in doing this, and it was all by accident, that people relate better to a person instead of a brand. Mm-hmm. Say, for example, Lebo, you were trying to sell this book, Audacity, and you had a whole page that was just dedicated to Audacity, and you never really showed your face in front of the camera and gave your story and... I don't think the book would have done as well as it is doing now. Mm. People buy the book because they like Lebo. I resonate with Lebo. Lebo tells her story the way I tell my story. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of um, entrepreneurs are so shy to put themselves in front of the camera mm. and they're losing out. They're losing out on so much. Like, tell us who your brand is. Tell us who you are. Mm. And then we associate you with that brand and then your brand can grow because we like you as a person. I don't know. What's your favorite social media platform TikTok. for business? For business, <laughs> TikTok. How? Tell us, because people think TikTok is for fun. They yeah, think it's like yeah. for dancing. TikTok has numbers, like mm. serious, serious numbers. I was able to plan a London masterclass from here in South Africa because of TikTok, mm. reaching people across, you know, on the other side of the world, um, which I don't think would have happened so easily if I was using um, maybe Facebook or Instagram, because I think Instagram is very much your yes. your people. Whereas yes. on TikTok, if you sit on TikTok live for at least an hour, you are reaching people from all over the world who don't even follow you. So you're getting new eyes literally all the time. Um, and it's free. And it's free. It's free. <laughs> okay, I'm a shy entrepreneur. I'm seeing Q speak, tell us a story and I love it. What are the three or four tips that you'd give a budding entrepreneur, someone who's just starting on how to use social media? What are the three things or four things they should do when they start? Okay, first of all, put yourself out there Mm. along with your business. So if you're selling, let's say, hot chocolate, right? Don't just sell the hot chocolate in a cup, whatever the case. Be the person behind the hot chocolate. We need to, to resonate with the person who owns that brand or whatever the case. Then consistency is another one. Mm. Social media is literally where all, I'd say 90% of your traffic is going to come from. So why do we put such a little emphasis on it? Yes. Post every single day. Um, there was a time where I would sit on TikTok Live for like six hours a day. Six hours? Yeah. And what were you doing? Talking. About what? Airbnb. For six hours? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's wow. like my nine to five. Yeah. It's a job. Um, so yes, be consistent. Post all the time. If you can go live, that's the best uh, option to, or, or best way to get new people in. Because your lives on TikTok will show it to new people all the time. Mm. Um, how many was that? Was that two? Three. Was that three? It was consistency uh, be yourself yourself. be the person behind Behind the thing and uh, go live go live Um, I'd say the last one Mm. okay okay I have one find something that you can um, uh, trademark and then duplicate that 
find something that you can trademark mm. and duplicate that. Yeah, Give so us an example. Say, for example, um, I was working with a gin brand not so long ago, and we were struggling with the with the um, content. Like, how how can we make this? A memorable thing so I came up with this idea where I was like okay so this brand's name is X right and I'm gonna go the, the whole focus behind the brand is Africanacity uh, just you know being proud of being African and you know using the African soil to, to, to produce a great product right mm. so I would go around on the streets and ask people what is your name what language do you speak? Give me a word in your language that I can um, try and guess what it means and then yeah kind of tied it into the brand once they started doing those videos, they took off. Wow. It was easy because also you can make that a series. You can have part one, two, a hundred. It's never going to end. And people like something that they can follow. You know mm. what I mean? So have, a, have a, like a series with your, bra- with your brand. Whatever it is that people can engage with, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. I mean, you can see that the content is doing well. So why are you switching to something else? Yes. Find something that works. Find something that you can trademark and repeat it. Find something that works. Find something that you can trademark mm-hmm. and repeat it. Correct. Okay, we have a question from the floor. Let's hear what they have to say, Mudiwa. <laughs> uh, hello. Hi. So, two questions on my side. Okay. Um, first one is because you are on social media and you're producing content constantly, right? Uh, could you talk to us about what's the dynamic between what people respond to? well-produced content versus like, you know, like off the cuff, okay. um, you know, type of, type of content, like you said, sitting on uh, TikTok for like six hours. Yes. That's the first one. And then the second one is, um, you've said it like maybe three times so far, mm. put yourself out there, put yourself out there, put yourself out there. But how do you draw the line in the sand versus, you know, this is now too much. Y- now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no line. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay, with your first question, it depends on the, the platform that you're using. So, for example, if your main platform is YouTube, people on YouTube want to see proper, crisp quality, uh, you know, the best editing, all of that stuff. So you really have to put your best foot when it comes to YouTube. Instagram, um, <laughs> Instagram is silly. Yeah, <laughs> she says Instagram is silly. It has an element of silliness. It does. I, I, I definitely agree with you yeah, there. Uh, it feels like high school. It's popular kids. Yeah. You know, you're it's not, a you weird can't place. sit with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you really post only your best pictures yeah. on Instagram after you've edited them 10 times. Yes. That's the sort of thing. Whereas TikTok, you sit there in a bonnet in your pajamas yeah. with your phone. You don't even need to, to uh, you know, have lighting. This. No lighting and whatnot. Yeah. And I've even noticed that people won't really respond to um, transferred content. Say, for example, you take a YouTube video and you put it onto to TikTok. We yeah. can see the way that the format is laid out, that that's not from, it's not original content from TikTok. People yes. want to see authenticity, like real yeah. authenticity. I think a lot of people resonate so much with TikTok is because it's so real. When you see Lebo in her pajamas, in her bonnet, in her house, you're like, oh my gosh, I also sit in my bonnet, in my pajamas, in my house. And it's, it's real. We get tired of the... Um, the level of expectation from YouTube, which is good. We still have to have that quality uh, content. And then the fakeness of Instagram, whereas on TikTok, it's like, okay, got some just real people. Myself. It's just, just normal people. And we mm. relate to that because it's like, oh, we're all just human beings here. I think that's such a great point that you made. And, and it gets very tricky depending on who your audience is, right? Because if my audience are corporates, they don't care about me being real. <laughs> You know, and, and I found that so weird that corporates 
don't necessarily buy into what the people want. Yes. They buy into what they believe they want to see. Label. So they sell the aesthetics to their stakeholders. You see, now you're stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> you're stressing me out so much. I just had, uh, I came across someone's uh, content. Oh, Shem, we didn't answer that second question. We did. The second one. Okay. What, what was the question? We'll answer again? it after. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the line. Oh, there's no line. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's no line. No. Um, I came across someone's content the other day, um, and there was a brand that had approached her to kind of be the face of this campaign that they are starting to run. New brand has to do with short-term rentals, mm-hmm. and they approached her to do it. Yes. Lebo, hear me out, ne? Yeah. Hear me out. This person has nothing to do with short-term rentals. Yes. And I'm like, you guys as a brand were just shooting in the dark. Yeah. Right? And hoping that paying her to, to you know, bring, this, bring your brand to the people is going to work just because she has an audience. Mm. Where if you had just been a bit more strategic on who you chose, then your job would have been 10 times easier because here's Q. Mm. Here's her she does this. who does this and who knows her for this. Yes. Why didn't they approach here? Yes. You know what I mean? And I've seen so many brands do similar things where I'm like, you guys are just shooting in the dark. There's no strategy here. What's going on? Well, you know, it's quite interesting that you say shooting in the dark because I see it more of a, you're undermining certain individuals over others. So there's this concept, audience, right? But yeah. audience are just people who are willing who might become willing buyers at some point. So how do you know that somebody who's a beauty influencer mm. has better willing buyers yes. than Absolutely. somebody who isn't? Exactly. You know? So exactly. it's almost like more than just the creators, they're actually undermining individuals. The audience, yes. the and audience. their intelligence also. And their intelligence. <laughs> like, oh no, people don't care. It's If we're with a nice looking yes. lady from wherever, she can sell them anything. She can sell them, but those people don't sell. You know, they're more, it's like uh, window shopping with them. People don't buy from those people a lot of the time because it's not that kind of engagement. Mm -hmm. It's aspirational. You know, you're so far away from me. I like looking at you. Yes. But conversion doesn't come from that. And I think a lot of brands are not understanding that. A lot of brands are not not understanding that. Do you work with brands quite often? I do. And how do you find that experience? Yeah, I don't know. They don't get it. They don't get <laughs> they it, don't right? Get it yet. Why do you say that? Because people will say we're just hating. Why do no, you say they, not, they don't get it? I think that they're kind of just on a train. Um, they've been told that influencers are going to sell your product. Mm-hmm. And when they get off the train, they'll realize that these influencers did not sell my product. And there were so many other ways that they could have sold their own product. Yes. There's, um, what's this, UGC is coming up now. Yeah. That's a better way of doing it. Um, influencers are, they are for our eyes. You yeah. Know? Like you said, aspirational content. It's it very nice to me. look at. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I can picture myself going on that holiday. I can mm-hmm. picture myself eating at those places. You know what I mean? But in terms of selling products, I would say that maybe they could sell to very few people. Whereas most of us are... We're grown adults with our own brains and our own (laughs) (laughs) decision-making skills. So just because I saw Homegirl using that product doesn't mean that I'm suddenly going to buy it. I think brands need to just take a bit more um, ownership of their own brand. And like I said, be your own product. Show us. So if you are the person behind the brand, you be the influencer for that brand. Yes. Why are you putting it on someone else to try and sell your brand? I don't know. It's just. So let let me put something out there. You've got K-Arms. She trends a lot of the time for mm-hmm. apparently selling out products, mm-hmm. right? So someone could argue and say, but influencers do sell things out. Mm. What would you say to that? Ish. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite easy to sell a product that, that's already 
in demand like it's uh interesting an easy thing to go and buy whereas mm. i don't know how i don't know how kom sell, sales go but i'm trying to picture maybe her trying to sell okay perfect example hadn't have an influencer friend and they started this campaign on selling some car was it suzuki or something like that yeah i was just wondering how many suzukis were sold from that campaign because when you're buying a car, this is like a proper decision that you need to make. There's a lot of things that you're going to factor. It's not just going to be because Kay Arms was driving that car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, for example, makeup. Yes, I'm going to buy makeup. And, you know, if Kay Arms was using the makeup, it doesn't cost me so much to give that makeup a try. Yeah. Um, so I think, yes, some products, easy to sell. But yeah. what's the harm in trying to sell that yourself? You become your own brand. Mm. If you have, okay, well, L'Oreal, I don't know who owns L'Oreal, but in their case, they're so big, they would want to get influencers in. But I'm talking about the smaller brands. Mm. You have your make your waters. You want to sell your waters? Why don't you sell the waters instead of giving it to Q and Lebo and K-Arms to sell for you? Mm. That's all I'm saying. But what if they don't have the skills, the sales skills? No, no, no. It's not even the selling. Because in my... For example, when I put myself out on social media and I'm speaking about my uh, classes and what I offer, I'm not selling you anything. I'm putting myself out there. This is who I am. This is what I do. If you resonate with it, you'll come to me. Mm. I don't have to um, try and talk you into buying the class or whatever the case. So what I'm saying is you own the brand. It's yours. You, should be, you are passionate about it, and that's why you started in the first place. So show us that you're passionate about it. That's all it is. They will come to you. Your audience will come to you. They will come. You believe that? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. So you didn't look for your audience when you started your page. You just started creating. It was completely by accident also. It was by accident. (laughs) It was. I wasn't planning. I was not planning on teaching people this. I was literally, uh, I was advertising the Airbnbs that I was, that people could book. And people weren't so interested in booking the Airbnbs. They were interested in learning how they can do it themselves. So again, me being myself, Hi, this is what I do. This is what I have. Mm. Um, and my audience came to me. The people who want mentorship and all that from me, they came. Mm. How do you decide which brands to work with and which brands just to say no thank you to? I don't really work with... When you say work with brands... You As in when brands approach you and they say, we'd like to work with you, we'd like your platforms. How do you decide which ones to say yes to and which ones to say no thanks? I've kind of been saying no thanks to all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Um, Because, again, they're always approaching me to be an influencer. Okay. And I'm not an influencer. What is an influencer by your definition? It's it's the influencers that we know, people who um, are being paid to solicit or or promote a certain product um, to their audience in hopes of making sales Mm. that's not what I do what do you do Lebo now you're putting me on the spot you're making this very (laughs) tough now I just know that I'm not an influencer and a lot of these people who have been approaching me they want me to do influencer style um, style work yeah and that's just not what I do so I have been turning them down Um, I would rather leave that opportunity open for someone else who does do that Mm. to do that whereas my focus is business I want uh, to uh, empower young people. Um, say, for example, if maybe a brand, some brand, uh, let, they say, for example, Masterclass, you know, the, the brand yes. Masterclass. If yeah. they were to approach me and say, we'd like you to maybe bring a bit more young people onto our platform. Absolutely, yes. Because yes. that's empowering them. I'm leading them 
I'm, I'm directing them to something that's going to be of benefit, long-term benefit for them. Whereas if L'Oreal were to approach me and say, hey, can you please sell these, these um, uh, lipsticks. lipsticks for me? That's not my thing. But you could because you're a great storyteller. But I've I don't, seen your content. But I don't I'm want just to saying. sell the lipsticks. Now. I'm just putting it out there. And I don't want to. This is a, a really random question, but why do you think business brands like Masterclass, for example, don't use influencer marketing the way that FMCG brands, etc., tend to? And do you think they should be using influencers or Not thought leader, influential people? Influential people, yes, yes not influencers. Because okay. I think those are two different, mm. uh, very, very different categories. I made a TikTok the other day about it, and then I took it down because I was getting a lot of backlash. Why were you getting backlash? <laughs> no, no, seriously. There's, I can't understand it. Why would you get backlash? Okay, so what I was saying was that the word influencer, I think, needs to change. Okay. Because I feel like it's taking away from the people who are really influential, who mm. are making real changes in the community. Like a lot of people that you interview on your show um, who are changing people's lives. Whereas mm. what influencers are doing is more like sales. They're promoters. Promoters. Yeah, they digital promoters. Digital promoters. And not in a bad creators. way. There's nothing it's wrong with being a nothing. digital promoter of right. a product so, or service. Yeah, they didn't quite like that. They didn't like that? <laughs> no. Why? Because... Um, Influencers are hardworking people. What? <laughs> no, and they are. I'm not trying to be weird about it. I'm just saying, like, why don't they like it? I think maybe because um, maybe it was taken away from what they do, which I don't think it was. It's just the name for me sounds very heavy for what they are doing. For example, influencers will be the ones telling you, buy this, buy this, buy this. Mm. But they're not the ones saying, let's vote, let's vote, let's vote to those same young audience that they have, those millions of followers. I mean, nowadays they are. are we saw Kanyin Bawu, I think, when was it? Remember on Twitter, and she posted something about... Um, but Kanyin Bawu is not an influencer. Yeah, but she's, okay, she's... I would but say she, she's influential. She, she embodies them, in a way. No. I think she does. Like, I, I love her. And, I also love and her, I, too. And I like what she stands for, mm. but I think she... I think if she does something, people automatically assume it will filter to the influencers. But to that's why I'm saying she's influential. Mm, not, to, she's not an influencer. I get you. Yeah. Influencers are the ones... Hey, guys. <laughs> guys yeah. oh, but hey, guys. Me, I, I love influencers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. There's nothing wrong with influencers, guys. It's just, there's nothing it's wrong. Like, We're just saying a, we need to define must, it correctly. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. And then <laughs> also when approaching someone to, to maybe um, help put out your brand yeah. no are you approaching an influencer or is this someone who's a not, thought leader do you know a what I mean? teacher exactly. yeah i'm not an influencer Please and you don't, don't want to be no okay i want to be influential okay yeah i want to change people's lives not their diet not oh their. but some people could argue that changing <laughs> the diet is changing someone's okay, no, life you're right you know one. what i mean not it, their it's shampoo. such a it's such a it's a tricky line and I the reason why I say it's tricky <laughs> is because, and I, I hear what you're saying, but what I would say is, you know, it's the same as how we'll say to entrepreneurs, identify a problem mm -hmm. and then sell it or whatever. But problems can be different things to different people. So if my problem is that I don't have enough luxury in my life, that's a real life. I'm walking around feeling a little bit empty because I don't have enough luxury in my life. And whoever fills that gap is changing my life. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? So if, so if someone recommends a shampoo and like, listen, I've been struggling with my dandruff and then this person recommends it and it changes my life, then they are influential to me. 
okay. do, do you get what I'm trying I, to I say? Do get, I do get and it. And I think that's why it becomes so tricky to define what is an influencer versus an influential person. Because if you're changing people's lives, no mm. matter what the change is, you're influential. I guess, I guess. And when we see pop culture, it's all coming from the influencers. The, the way girls are dressing at restaurants mm. nowadays, mm. the restaurants they go to, <laughs> you know, the, the bags that they're carrying, the mm. clothes that they're wearing, the cars they decide to buy, a lot of it comes from the aspiration they have of these people that they love. Okay, wouldn't we then call them aspirational? Okay, no, let me just leave it. Because influence has an element of aspiration. If somebody says, oh my God, I love label, I let me be honest, half of my audience doesn't even know what the hell I do. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, people don't know. Sometimes people will come up to me and be like, oh, I really love that you spoke about Sarah Mamposa. I'm like, I don't talk about politics. In my mind, I'm like, I don't. I'm like, okay, thank you. Mm, just mm. like, but I love you so much mm. because when I see you just being yourself, it makes me want to be myself. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so I'm influencing these people without even being aware on something I'm not even aware I'm doing. Okay, but now we're talking about that you know, the term influencer, the one yes. that we know about. Yes. Yes, you can be influential. Like, I could influence someone walking on the street to maybe um, not cross the road because I step back and then they step back. That's yeah. small influences, right? Whereas influencer and influencer that we're talking about, that we know about on social media, those to me are very different things. Um, and, yeah, I just feel like brands need to just be a bit more specific on who they are approaching. What is it that you're trying to achieve? And who are you approaching to achieve that thing? So beauty influencer for short-term rentals doesn't really make sense. Yeah, Whereas if approaching me, for example, who makes is so not much an sense. influencer, who's not, who's not an influencer and maybe not interested so much in beauty, wouldn't make sense for like L'Oreal to approach me. That's not going to make... I'm not going to be able to sell that product to my audience as much as maybe KOMs would be able to do. Mudiwa. Uh, okay, cool. So... I've been listening to you and, and you've been going at pains to make this <laughs> distinction. And I was wondering if I could offer like uh, just an opinion from yes, the side. Yes, please do. Um, when you look at the wider society and pop culture, for example, mm. you I think you can draw a distinction between three different groups of people, right? There are those that say that uh, someone is a celebrity if their fame comes off of um, work done in traditional media. Mm. So, for example, television, radio. Um, I think Bonang is a good example of that. Yes. As much as she's famous on the internet, she came up, you know, through, mm. you know, the radio and, you know, TV and, you know, that type of thing. Mm. Whereas others would then say that influencers become famous because, I don't know how else to say it, like, You've gone out of your way to go and create that influence um, through your through your own means, because traditional media is very much about uh, okay, that person seems cool, and then they just start getting. Whereas the internet has a lot to do with the person's own, you know, a lot of uh, their own pushing. That's those are the two. I think a lot of the time people distinguish between a celebrity and an influencer. Because mm. I've heard some people say, no, nah, that person's not famous. They're just internet famous. Oh. Right? Mm. I've heard... I've also heard yeah, that. I've also, oh, yeah. Know, Jesus, also Louise. <laughs> Where people Goodness. will say, someone who has 2 million subscribers on YouTube is huge, mm. right? But because they haven't had that backing of traditional... Yes. You know, they aren't considered... On TV or... Yeah. Exactly. They aren't mm. considered a celebrity. 
And then the third group of people are people that wield influence because of a position of element of power, businessmen, politicians, that type of thing. Mm. I would say those are your influential people. Influential. You've got your celebrities okay. and then you've got your That being said, would you say Lebo here is influential or an influencer? I think she's influential. Exactly. Me too. I call myself an influencer sometimes. Girl. You know what? <laughs> I could sell a lipstick. <laughs> I literally, I have no issues. <laughs> I literally have no issues because I feel that um, we're moving into a world where, like you said, it's all about the person. So label line as a woman is not just marketing and all these things. I put on lipstick too. Mm. And I have my views mm-hmm. on lipstick, you know. <laughs> I do whatever too. And I have my views and I have ways that I do it. And, I mean, you've seen, Q, the potential that social media has in mm. helping you expand your career in many different ways. So if you're thinking that way, you're going, how will I diversify my product offering in the next two years? A lot of it is going to be in goods, in products. Yes. And those aren't going to be products that are related to what you're selling all the time. You know, I don't, the book is not related to the marketing. The apparel we're about to come out with is not related. Other stuff we're selling under the Audacity store has nothing to do with my marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm using my influence to sell it because my thought leadership doesn't sell, sell these things. No, no, no. You would, A lot of the time. You would, so influence would come with yes. being influential. Exactly. Yes. So we have an audience. I would be able to sell Someone's so you're saying shampoo. thought leader is above influence, influencer. Don't make me say it, Lebo. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Don't make you're me saying? say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I love your perspective and you, thank you for being brave enough to share it because that is a very unpopular opinion. It is, it is. But that's what makes the world so interesting, I think. Mm. That everyone is different and because of people's differences, new things come about, right? Mm. If we all thought the same way, then the world would be very bland. Yes. There wouldn't have been podcasts that came out, YouTube channels that came out, because everyone would have said, no, we watch TV. Whereas someone came out and said, eh, but I don't really quite think that, let's just try this whole new thing, whatever the case. So, um, yeah, how did we even get to this? this? I don't know. <laughs> we, were just talking about, oh, we were talking about how great your social media pages are and oh. how you came to understanding like how to create content that actually converts and that is meaningful. Oh, okay. So it's great that you have an opinion. I think you could also be somebody who teaches others about social media because I think you know a lot about it. And the fact that you have opinions means that you, you're, con- you're strategically thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I think you could. For anyone who's watching, young or old, what, would you, what kind of message would you, wa- would you want to lead them with about life, about building a career? I think about life, I would say uh, something that I always say is life is unfair to everyone. It's about what you decide to do about it. Um, I grew up in an orphanage. That doesn't sound too bad to someone else who maybe grew up without limbs Mm. or grew up with some uh, crippling disease or whatever the case. Life is unfair to every single person on this earth. It's just about what you choose to, to, um, how you choose to come out of it and what you choose to do um, making the most out of the life that you do get. Mm. Right. And then in terms of business, try new things all the time. Try it out. I think, like I said earlier, people are so hell-bent on Okay, I've told myself that I'm going to be a fashion designer. That's how I'm going to make it in life. I'm going to make my millions from fashion. Whereas if God is like, hey, plumbing is right here. 
Mm. Try this thing. You never know what might work out for you. I studied interior design. I thought that I'm going to be a designer. And then I uh, even tried fashion. I thought I was going to make it in fashion. I didn't. Airbnb just fell on my lap and it worked. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Try it out. Try it out. You never know what would happen. You never know. How successful has your business become so far? You say you've only been doing it for a year. Yes. How has it gone so far? What's the potential in the property market? Um, business has been going really great. Um, I now have 10 properties, uh, well, 11, setting up the 11th one now. Um, and I think here in South Africa, the Airbnb thing is very new, still mm. very new. Um, so a lot of people are now opening up to it, not just property owners, landlords as well, opening up to the idea of us renting their spaces to do Airbnb. Mm. There is a lot of money in the Airbnb space, um, short-term rentals just in, in general, from hotels and whatever the case. You just have to give people good enough space and you'll be able to um, pocket some of that money that's going around. Um, just had a guest the other day who wanted to take a space for four months, 40,000 rand per month. What? Per month. There's money in this, in this uh, business. Wow. It's just, yeah, we got to get into it. It does take a bit of time. And because it's still new in South Africa, it's moving a bit slowly, but it's moving in the right direction. Why property? If someone's watching and they're going, I mean, we hear a lot about property. Mm. We hear about property investing. We hear that it has a lot of money. Why property? Why is this a market that's safe to invest in? It's not safe. It's not safe. No. Okay. There's risks to it. Um, there's, there's risks with buying property. And then there's also risks with uh, the way that we do it, the short-term uh, leasing as well. Things getting stolen, like mm. how the TV got stolen. <laughs> Your TV got stolen. TV got stolen. 55-inch. But d don't people sign in with their own profiles? So if they steal one... Fake profile. They made a fake, fake profile. Fake profiles. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's risks everywhere. So I wouldn't say that it's safe. It's just worth it. Uh. It's definitely worth it. And what's been your biggest challenge in the Airbnb space so far? I would say my biggest... Hmm. Actually, there haven't been many like massive challenges. It's nothing that I would, I would call a challenge. Um, there's just little hiccups along yeah. the way. Because I'm still learning. Like, I've only been doing this for about a year and a half. It is quite new here in South Africa as well. So there's certain things that you suddenly encounter and then... You know, you get you get past it. So the business itself is quite easy, or maybe because I'm where I'm supposed to be, I'm finding it quite easy to navigate. Um, I really enjoy it, and at this point, I wouldn't say there's anything that I would say, oh my gosh, major challenge, whatever the case. Um, yeah, just a lot of learning opportunities in it. Okay, and my last question for you is: You've trained it right on Twitter. I have. And people haven't said the nicest things. I'll probably trained again. And you're probably trained again. Each level. Right? <laughs> Firstly, can a person use trending to their advantage? Yes. Whether they're trending for a good or a bad thing? Yes. That's the first question. And the second thing is, I know you've said that you don't really care what people think. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who might find themselves in your shoes and they trend and they get really horrible comments, mm -hmm. how would you advise them to navigate through that? Okay, when I say I don't care about what people think, mm. I mean I'm not going to stop because mm. of what people have said, what people think of me. I'm not going to... Uh, um, dim your life. Dim, yeah. exactly, right? So, for example, maybe something that I've said in this video might trend, especially about the influencers. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, right? That might trend. But that's not going to make me suddenly change my 
view on what I think influential and what influencer is. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we're different. Mm. Every single person is different and you cannot be swayed and moved by what everyone thinks that you should uh, um, say or how you should think, right? Mm. If you're at least respectful to everyone, you are able to voice your opinions and able to be yourself. And if that makes people uncomfortable and makes you trend, it's okay. Not to say that I don't feel what people say, because obviously I'm still human, I have feelings, mm. I might cry just a bit, but it's not going to stop me. So, for example, when I trended, um, a lot of people were shocked that I was able to come back. Why? <laughs> they were so shocked. They were, they were, well, firstly, a lot of them were trying to, um, were hoping that that would ruin my business. Yeah, like... Cancel culture. Yeah, no, oh. it's wild. It's wild. Um, but also some people were just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so shocked that you're, you're brave enough to, to put yourself out there again because mm. of what people have said, because of um, how they reacted to what you did. I was in the wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. What happened? Eh, level, you, know, you know what happened. <laughs> just asking for the audience. <laughs> for those of you who don't know. Um, I posted a video. I don't know what I was thinking that day. Like, yeah. My friends always ask me, okay, girl, like, we're glad you're good, but what? What were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking that day. Mm. Big oopsie. I posted a video about um, a situation with a guest where I had to cancel last minute. <sighs> mm. Mm. It didn't go very well. Tell the story. All. The story They're about listening. the guest booked the Airbnb. Mm. She booked for one night. And then um, the day before she was supposed to uh, check in, owner of the property told me that we had a long-term stay come in. Obviously, we went for the long-term one. But now, because I'm the co-host, it's my duty to let the guests know that this is not going to, you know, we're going to have to cancel. This and this has happened, blah, blah, blah. But obviously, I'm only finding out about this in the morning because I think the owner did try to contact me late at night when the booking was confirmed, but I only saw the message in the morning. By this time, the guest is already on her way to the apartment and... <laughs> but don't judge me again. <laughs> she was already on her way to the apartment, and it was my um, my duty to let her know. But I think the reason why I trended was not because I cancelled; it was the way I told the story. Yes, that made was. people upset. Yes. Now, I trended. It went on newspapers and radio stations. It was big, right? Now, this is what I'm saying. You're going to mess up, whether it's something like this where you made a bad business decision or you made an off, off, offside comment or uh, maybe your opinion on something is not everyone else's opinion. Mm. But that can't determine the end of That can't be the end of your story. You know yes. what I mean? Like you take accountability for what you've done. You acknowledge your mistake. You own it. Can't just sit here and deny. Oh, imagine me trying to deny that. <laughs> uh, you can't deny it, but you also can't let it stop you. And a lot of people were shocked that I was able to. Um, I, I, I bounced back um, from it, which shocked me because I'm like, guys, I did that thing wrong. Mm. But how many other good things have I done? So I cannot eliminate all the good things that I did do because of that one thing that I did wrong. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that would be my my thing. If you trend, when you trend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you train, how do you when use you it to your advantage? Bounce back. That's all I'm saying. Bounce back. Bounce back. Don't. So, what are the good things that you get from trending? Exposure. Okay. Crazy. Ex you know, <laughs> if I tell you, the the week that I was trending, that was like one of the worst weeks of my life emotionally, 
Like I've ne- I had never, it was my first time. It was my debut on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and it did not feel good at all. Like my, my stomach was in knots the mm. entire week. But funnily enough, there was a person who messaged me. Um, they're like, hey, I just saw you trending on Twitter. Um, I saw you have some apartments. Listen, I need a place to stay for a month. There you go. I'm so, yeah. Someone told me all publicity is good publicity. Not that you do it on purpose to not trend, but all I'm saying is that when you do trend, first it bounce back. Mm. And also, you don't know what could come out of that. Mm. How many eyes would come to, upon your profile? Who is this person? What do they do? What are they saying? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Crew, any questions? Any comments? Are we good? Whoa, that was a loaded episode. <laughs> Q, thank you so much for joining us on the Label Lion Show. Thank you. I hope that we'll get to do a masterclass together or something because yeah, there's be a cool. lot of valuable information that you have to share that people can learn from. I personally enjoy your content and I'm hoping that all of you watching will go and follow her on TikTok and Instagram and anywhere else that she is because trust me, you will learn so much and also just enjoy yourself. There are lots of funny things that uh, <laughs> Q posts that you know just feel relatable and very cool. Actually, that's another, that's another thing that maybe entrepreneurs could do mm. is not take themselves so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It gets harder when you're older. Never. It, it does. I'm just Never. saying. Can I challenge you? Oh, my God. Can you do one Who video in a bonnet? On their show? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do one video in a bonnet? So, you know what? My history, my history of this social media landscape is that I started doing my lives in that way. So when I started on Instagram, I was like in my gym clothes, uh, sometimes a bonnet, sometimes just braids up, looking this way. Mm-hmm. I literally looked crazy. And that's how I grew a lot of my followers at the time because mm-hmm. they were like, oh my gosh, you just come here. You don't care that Instagram is all about aesthetics. Exactly, you just come yeah. and you're yourself. Yeah. And you, you know, so I don't have issues showing myself okay. online. It's how I started. Uh-huh. It's just that now my brand has evolved. Okay, okay. And the people who are giving me the real money do not want to see that. <laughs> That's just the truth. I'm not going to lie to people enough, and be like, enough. oh my gosh, no, I just decided, no, I would love to be in a bonnet. I am in a bonnet. <laughs> my lives... My sneaky Saturday lives. People who follow me and know about what my sneaky. sneaky Saturday I have lives? sneaky ones because I'm in a bonnet. I'm in bed. No, it did, did it? No, okay. Well, they're not like. It did sound <laughs> very. <laughs> they sneaky in the sense this. that it's just me and my close followers who know that I do these sometimes. Oh, okay. They okay. know that if they go mid month on Instagram, they're gonna find me at two p.m. on a Saturday mm. in a, a bonnet in my bed. Okay, okay. That's and I'll perfect. just be talking about random things, you Love know. It. So they Love know it. that it's just my clients don't trust in that <laughs> because I have more corporate clients than yes. um, B two C mm-hmm. vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I don't do it. But I have no issues. I could literally go online in a paper bag. I don't care about the. Aesthetic, aesthetic pressure of it, yeah. of it mm-hmm. unless it's messing with my money mm-hmm. <laughs> then i'm going to do something about <laughs> it essentially but thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank where can the they invite. find you if they want to follow you one more time i am q underscore on q instagram. as in the actual letter or q-u-e okay underscore on instagram and then lady q on tiktok that's pretty much it no facebook Fa- no twitter i use facebook for remembering people's birthdays and finding properties. That's what I was saying. Facebook is boring. You're we know so it's boring. big, but it's boring. You're... I can't. I've tried many, what? many times. I still keep losing. No, they need to do something. I don't know. Yeah. And if somebody wants to work with your book in Airbnb, where do they go? Do they just go to your social media? 
Yes, yes. Okay, yes. cool. I've got links all over my social medias. And yeah, my Airbnbs are on Airbnb and Booking.com. Guys, please don't steal my TVs. <laughs> don't steal her TVs or her vases. I've seen you stick your vases. You glued glue. them to the tables. <laughs> I've seen that. People are so upset about that too. Why are they upset? They're just like... People will get upset at everything and anything. Yeah. I mean, they do have some valid points. Like, how do you clean it? Um, what about if you want to change the furniture? This is a business decision. This is an investment. This furniture is here for the next six years or mm. whatever the case. So it's going to stay. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I think we need to find better things to be mad about as a society. Yes. But yes. this is just my two cents. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Q, thank you for being with us. Thank you for This will part. not be the last time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. If you know, you're happy to come back because we would love to have you back. Guys, you know how we do. Before we go, we like, share, subscribe, we comment, and we keep the comments kind because we, we are a community here. We love each other deep down. We're not trying to fight one another. And you can find me on at Lion underscore SA on all social media platforms or at the Label Lion Show on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for the TikTok growth, by the way. We're doing really well for the podcast on TikTok, so thank you for that. Until next time, don't forget, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Toodles. Let me teach you a lesson. Yeah. Come let me teach you a lesson. Yeah.